يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات والله بما تعملون خبير بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين رب السماوات ورب الأرض رب العرش العظيم وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله والحق المبين وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد ف today's lesson we are on فصل في الحوالة الحوالة you can say in two ways حوالة أو حوالة they both correctly they they both correct and الحوالة comes from the word التحويل التحويل means to change to move from I mean basically means from it means a change a change okay that's what التحويل means and in the in 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 the Sharia in fiqh when we talk about al-hawala, what it means is moving, so the changing, a debt from your neck to someone else's neck. Okay, it is changing a debt from your neck to someone else's neck. يعني from your what's the what's the what's the word for it in 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 Arabic in fiqh that we use for okay? Zimma, the word zimma. I like to use zimma. It's easier instead of neck. It's not really. Good translation, but if you guys understand what it means, طيب. So from using it from from your dhimma to someone else's dhimma, from your neck to someone else's neck. Now it's not it's not on you anymore. Um, and this is something that is uh, narrated by the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The Prophet alayhi salatu wasallam he said, "Matlul ghaniy zulmun, faida uhiila wa faida utbi ahadukum ala maliin falyatba or fal falyhtal." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that the matl, the if a person has a debt. Al-matl, what it means is a person has a debt And he's rich, he has money But he doesn't want to pay it back He said, I'll pay it back tomorrow, later, later He has money and the debt is come The Prophet said, the matl of the ghani, the one who's rich Is zulm, for him to do that So later, later on, is oppression Then he says, فَإِذَا أُحِيلَ أَحَدُكُمْ وَفَإِذَا أُتْبِعَ أَحَدُكُمْ عَلَى مَلِئٍ If one of you is told to go get your debt from someone else Then you should go and do it The point is here Al-hawala, what it is, is very very يعني, concisely is for someone who has a debt for example I owe Abdullah 500 pounds I owe Abdullah 500 pounds okay I owe him 500 pounds Abdurrahman owes me 500 pounds so what do I do? I do hawala I say to Abdullah go get your money from Abdurrahman that's called hawala and there's conditions for it is that clear? everyone knows what hawala is is that clear? Yeah? That's what it is. طيب, so he says, وشرائط الحوالة أربعة. There are four conditions for it to be correct. Number one is رضا المحيل, the one who is um, who is being told to go and get the debt. He must be pleased with it. يعني, it must be, it must be, it must be acceptance basically on all sides, on all parties. Al-Muhili is the one who is La la la, Al-Muhali alayhi Muhtal Al-Muhili Al-Muhili is the one who is given, given, um, telling the person to go to the next person Okay, so he says Arba'a, he has three And he has three Because the Al-Muhili and Al-Muhtal is a condition So it's actually one condition basically So it says Rida Al-Muhili and Qabool Al-Muhtal So for a person, for the person who is telling you For the person for you who is uh, you're telling to go get the debt the one who is you're telling to go get the debt and the one who has the debt in the first place so me and Abdullah we both, we both must be accepted basically yani, I have to accept that you, uh, um, I'm telling you to go get debt and you have to accept that I'm going to get the debt from Abdurrahman instead why? because Abdurrahman he might be someone who doesn't, doesn't pay debts off so how can I now tell you to go and get your money of a person who you don't know, right? If you accept it now, then the contract is correct, right? طيب, we have, do you understand that? The point is here, the one who I'm sending to go get a debt, I owe him money, I said go get a debt from the other person, the loan, go get it from someone else, that person must accept it. And the reason why they mentioned that is because of the hadith, uh, the reason why it's important to understand is because the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ when he said, فَإِذَا أُحِيلَ أَحَدُكُمْ عَلَى مَلِئٍ 
فليتبع if a person or if a person if a person is sent to go get his money from someone else the Prophet وسلم, he commanded you to do it right he said فليحتل, accept it does that show that it's obligatory according to the Hanabila yes it's obligatory according to the Hanabila they say that it is obligatory but the, the correct opinion Allah is the majority majority of the scholars they say that that you don't have to accept it it's mustahab sunnah to accept it but the halabla they say because that hadith it says that you accept it so they say you have to accept it even if you don't know who the guy is right if you're sent to someone who is known sorry not if you or even if you don't know who the guy is sorry that's not what they say they say that you have to accept it if you know that that person is mali yani he pays his debts you have to accept it okay uh, but the correct opinion is again the majority is what is that he doesn't have to. Yeah, he doesn't have to accept it. Abdullah doesn't have to accept to go get the debt from that person. Is that clear? So read al muhili wa qabul al muhtal. Sisters are asking what page is on. I don't know. It's one thirteen on the blue. Um, Seventeen and six. One one thirteen in the in the metan dar minhaj, and yeah, and the, the English translation is seven eighteen. Seven eighteen. Seven seven eight two. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Yeah. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Yeah. Seventy-two. Yeah. So can you um? Uh, in this, the three is can you give the names of each person that like, then? Um. Uh. 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 Uh
For example, the Dane of a, of a man who married a woman. He married a wife. This is what we mean by istiqrar. It's in his, he actually owes it right in there. When a person says, I'm going to pay mahar, when is the mahar obligatory? And he's married. He gets married to the woman. When is, is it at the marriage? Or when is it? Is it at the divorce? Agreed upon during the marriage. During the marriage, when? When the time of the marriage? First minute, first ten minutes. No, no. from when you are married until. From marriage, yeah. So from the contract, yeah. From the same to. Yeah, after. Ah. Couple is, is, is something that's agreed upon. Is a shock. No, the mahar is obligatory. It's on my. It's on your neck. When a person has intercourse with the wife, that is when the mahar now is on your neck. Why? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "وَإِن كُنْتُمْ تَمَسُّهُنَّ فَمَا الْنَّاسِ إِدَّا إِدَّا It's talking about the ayah in the Quran says, وَإِن وَإِن طَلَّقْتُمُهُنَّ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ تَمَسُّهُنَّ If you if you if you divorce a woman before you touch them, وَقَدْ فَرَضْتُمْ لَهُنَّ فَرِيضَةً And you you said they're going to give a mahar this much. فَنِصْفُ مَا فَرَضْتُمْ يَعْنِي يَعْنِي أَفْتِيَاف And if you didn't say anything, you just said mahar. There was no mahar mentioned. فَالنَّكْسَ أَنَا فَنِصْفُ مَا فَرَضْتُمْ لَهُنَّ من قبل أن تمسوهن من قبل أن ولم تفرضوا لهن فريضة وإن طلقتموهن من قبل أن تمسوهن أو تفرضوا لهن فريضة أو تفرضوا لهن فريضة فمتعوهن على الموسع قدره وعلى المقتل قدره يعني في في ناو يمارد سمون and you didn't say a mahr there's no mahr mentioned then you don't have to pay anything except for what is أكون تعرف before you touch them when you said no amount, are you talking about like not specific amount? Yeah, no amount was mentioned. Oh, no. If you made a condition, then you have to pay that condition, that amount. But if you did mention it and you didn't enter into upon the, upon the woman, then you only have to, you only have to pay half. Unless she forgives. She has to forgive that. The point is now the mahar, when does it become mustaqir fi dhimma? When does it become in your dhimma? You owe it after dukhul. So now, someone now, he says that I'm going to, according to this condition, according to this, before the marriage, he says uh, the mahra is this much, but you have to get it from that person. Then they get married. Is that, is that hawala correct? No, it's not correct. It has to be after the marriage. And according to some scholars, after the dukhul as well. Because if you, if you take the opinion, it is mustaqir. Okay? How would you write that? How would you write that? Third condition. Third condition is that the right must be on your neck. You must owe it. Yeah, and you can't be before you owe it. You can't tell someone to go get the money from this person before you actually owe the money. Exactly. So the before the marriage, the, they don't agree that one of the parties don't agree that I'm going to get the mahar from them. Because you said that... If, they, if they've already accepted the, 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 the hawala, they've already accepted this hawala, then they can't disagree now. You have to get it. And it's off my, it's off my neck now. I said to my, I said to my, if I said to my wife, this, this, this money I owe you, go to and get it from this person. She says, I accepted that. It's off my neck. I'm not going to be accepted. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. Well, the Hamadis, the Hamadis, they say that you have to accept it. Yeah, they say you have to accept it. Yeah. So then, what if someone's deceitful? And, and uh, they say you have to accept it if you know that the person who you're being sent to is someone who pays. Actually, would pay. And the person that you told that he owes you money. Obviously, he owes me. He owes you money, you know. The second, the second condition is that the money has to be owed at the current time. Okay, has to have yeah. So what was the third? Now on the third one. What the 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 money that I owe Abdurrahman and the money that I owe Abdullah must be the same. Must be the same. Yani right now, if I owe Abdullah a Volkswagen Golf and he owes me a Volkswagen Polo, can I do ihala to him? No. It has to be the same type of money. Exactly the same type of wealth. Right? If I owe him $500 and he owes me £500, can I do ihala? No. You understand? If I owe him you understand? If I owe him 10,000 pounds worth of gold and he owes me 10,000 pounds worth of silver, it's not allowed. It has to be the same. Why? Just so there's no arguments between the people. Exactly. 
what if, let's say, the uh, not about currency, but mm. value. Let's mm. say you owe someone, uh, someone owes you like um, ten thousand pounds, but the person just wants one thousand. He just wants one thousand. Yeah, the person that uh, you are going to tell to collect of the other person just wants one thousand pounds. Even then, you have to wait. It has to be like the exact amount. No, يعني if this if it's less, yeah. then it's okay. Um, if it's less, is it okay? Allah wa'alam actually. We'll, we'll check that inshallah. Allah wa'alam. Uh, but here they say that it has to be the same. Well, if it's less, if it's more, then it's not allowed. Did you get my question? Yeah, I get it, I get it. In, he owes, I owe him 500 pounds yeah. and he owes me seven, uh, 1,000 pounds. Yeah. So I say to him, go get your 500 pounds from him and then he's going to give me the rest of the 500 pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah Allah wa'alam. Yeah. Well, what's the likelihood of it being the same amount? Because say someone owes you like 345 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, why, that's why the question I just To be honest, I had an answer But it's in, it's in my head But like I want to double check it and it's, I don't want to speak without knowledge yeah, I want to double check it I had an answer Because I, I, I was reading about, about this But I don't want to, I think Say it, inshallah طيب في النوع والحلول والتأجيل طيب what's the result of these, these, these three conditions? The result of this is that now The one who sent someone to go collect the money He no, no longer owes any money Right now, oh, Abdullah, 500 pounds I said, go collect your 500 pounds from Abdurrahman He says, I accept it He has nothing to do with me now Abdurrahman doesn't want to pay him It's nothing to do with me That's him He is the one who accepted it He shouldn't have accepted it You understand? So, the In terms of mutalaba I can't, He can't come back to me and say Give me the money if Abdurrahman goes and he loses his money, that's him. That's you and him. Nothing on me anymore. Is that clear? Can the transaction only be money? No, it's not only money. Any type of wealth. So which one is Al-Muheel? Al-Muheel is me. Al-Muheel is me. The one sent it. The Arsal Al-Muheel. Al-Muheel is one sent. You're sent. I'm sent. Yeah. Al-Muhil is me, the one sending. Okay, the Muhal is one, the is the one being sent. Well, Muhalu Alayhi is the one being sent too. Tayyip, is that clear? It's a khiyar with it. So, 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 لا لا إذا خيار المجلس الله أعلم في الأخير الله أعلم نعم الخيار has to be set condition before he goes no yeah no no it's just there يعني إذا بتلاص أكتبت and he doesn't leave the room he doesn't leave the room and then he says no I don't want anymore what about if I say you can think about it for a day yeah he's allowed then he doesn't accept it he hasn't accepted it yeah طيب إذا كله that's the that's the quick مسألة of الحوالة طيب next مسألة is الضمان the issue of الضمان Um, is a is, a, is another contract of Tawthiq Do you guys remember the contract of Tawthiq? What is it? What was it again? What's what's Tawthiq? Rahan, Dhaman, and Kafala. Right? What is what is a contract of Tawthiq? Tawthiq again? A guarantee. Remember, it's a guarantee for someone. To guarantee his right that it's going to be paid. And the contract of Daman is to guarantee your money is going to be safe. What's the sort of that? How, is, how does that look? It is if a person he owes me Abdullah Abdullah again. Abdullah owes me or I owe Abdullah money. Oh sorry, I want to buy something of Abdullah. I want to buy something of him. لا 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 because we're just speaking about it today where's the brother of the Nasr a guarantor it's a guarantor يعني if a person he wants to go buy a house and he's going to pay in installments and I don't trust this person's credit score or something like that I don't trust this person what he has so I say bring me a ضامن a guarantor someone who's going to I can go to him if you don't pay out so that person becomes a ضامن he becomes a ضامن and what happens is that if he, if you don't pay him, then I can go to get money from him. He becomes, and he has to accept it, of course. So you get it? Or, for the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, when Abu Qatada, the Prophet وسلم, was going to pray janazah on a man. And then they, he, said, he turned around and he said, does he, have any, does he have any debt? 
So they said yes, three dinar, three dinar, three gold coins. So the Prophet says, Sallu ala sahibikum, pray on him. I'm not praying upon him because he died of a debt. That shows how bad dying on a debt is. He died with a debt, I'm not praying upon him. So Abu Qatada said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that debt of him. So Abu Qatada began it, of money. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to pay, it off, pay it off for him. You understand? Does that not have to be set before though? No, no, it has to be set before. It can be, after. So it could be like, say someone owes 50k. Mm-hmm. It can happen there and then. Like, yeah, someone, yeah. Can, someone can say, oh, I'm... I'll take it with me about it. And some scholars, they even say that he can even do it without your permission. Yeah, and someone can say, someone, for example, I, I hear that Abdullah owes someone 10,000 pounds. I go to that person and say, look, I'm paying on his behalf. I'm a Bahamian. Is that? Well, that I'm not. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. What's wrong with that? Yeah, someone paying you. Might not like want them to. Like yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. Does it have to be known to him that his has been paid off? No, it doesn't have to be known. So you could end up paying twice as much as ten times. Yeah, and he might pay back, and then he, he pay yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, that person should be responsible. Said the guy already paid you. Yeah. And you should tell him. Like in yeah. But if it's anonymous, like. Doesn't have to be known. People. Doesn't have to be known. And the only issue is that if it is known or not, they, they mention the issue of, do I have to pay it back? Now, if I go to Abdullah, they're both Abdullah, if I go to Daniel and I pay off Abdullah's debt, okay, I pay off his debt, and then I say, mm, I want my money back. Let me go to Abdullah, you owe me 50,000. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you do that? You only have to do if you told him. Yeah, and if he became a Dhamin at the beginning, before he, when he, had, before he took the debt, he said, Yasin, become my, become my Dhamin. So I said, okay, I accept it. Then, when it came to the time of paying, I said, Abdullah, I'm paying. On your behalf, I paid. Then I said, can you give my money back now? It's a lot, in that case. But yeah, in that case, it's a lot. As for, if he doesn't tell you, he doesn't tell you I'm Adhamin. He just comes and he pays on your behalf. In that case, it's tabarru, it's charity. And not to ask for it back. And Hanabla, they put another shart, which is good, which is say, If he intended to get money back. And if I, when I'm paying off my money, and I'm paying off the guy's debt, I intended that I'm going to get the money back. Like, he's allowed to go back and get the money back from the person. Right? You have to announce the intention. No, he has to just have it in his heart. And no one can know that except for Allah. Right? Like, quickly. No, Rahan, you give something as a guarantor. You give something, you take it. Rahan is something, you give something. I give someone my phone. Here, take my phone. If I don't pay you back, you can sell the phone. That's different. This is a person taking over the money. I'm going to pay the money back for the person's behalf. Mm-hmm. He said, The first condition is that it has to be مستقر, it has to be on your neck. يعني you can't say you can't be a diamond of a of a of a of a, of a, of a dame that's not there, of a debt that's not even there. And he said, if that happens, I'm gonna be a diamond. Then when it happens, is he a diamond? No, he's not. He might have promised, but again in front of in front of the courts, is he a diamond? No, it's not. He doesn't have to pay the debt of the, for that person's behalf. He doesn't have to pay the debt on that person's behalf. Second condition is that really maqadruha. You have to know how much the debt is. And someone says, he goes to Abdurrahman, and he says, don't worry, man, I've got your debt. And then he goes to the bank, and how much is it home? 100,000 pounds. What? <laughs> why, why is that? Why does he have to know? Because there's gharar here. There's gharar. Remember gharar? No, gharar is ambiguity. Ambiguity. There's ambiguity. And that, what, what that leads to? He'd be like, sorry, I can't. And the be like, but bro, I made plans already. <laughs> you understand? It causes enmity between the people. So you have to know how much it is. What's the result of that? He says, وَلِصَاحِبِ الْحَقِّ مُطَالَبَةُ مَنْ شَاءَ مِنَ الضَّامِنِ وَالْمَضْمُونِ عَنْهُ إِذَا كَانَ الضَّمَانُ عَلَى مَا بَيَّنَّا He said, the one who is owed money. What's the result of now me being a ضَامِن? The one who is owed money, he is allowed to come and seek the, the, the repayment from anyone. He can seek it from me, even though debt wasn't for me, but I, I became a Dhamin. He can seek it from me, or he can seek it from the person who actually owes money. He can seek it from whoever he wants, whichever one he wants. When it comes the time when the debt is, it's due. Right? And obviously, if he does come to me, the one who's a Dhamin, then I guess what do I do? I tell Abdullah, your guy, he came to me, pay, I'm going to pay him, you have to pay me back. That's what it is. No, 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 not just the fact that he can come and take your money and Abdullah is free now. Yeah. It means that he has to, uh, he's allowed to seek his money from whoever he wants. If those conditions are there. About the lesson, about the, about the lesson, about this point. Yeah. Mm. So, well, I mean, it's not, uh, the, 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 the,
your deen doesn't automatically go off that person. Mm-mm. It doesn't go off that person. It's not like hawala. So, so it's basically like a guarantor. If you don't pay back, then I, you're, I'm, I'm in trouble. But he still owe you money though. He would, owe, he would owe me money as well But in front of the courts Now for example now We went to a, a shop We were buying a car They said okay That person you, you, you owe the money Who's going to be your guarantor Is going to pay But if he does So Abdullah He's buying the car Yasin is the guarantor What happens When he owes the money He didn't pay And they take, they take him to court They say he doesn't have the money to pay Who's who the guarantor That signed for it Yasin bring him to court He has to pay Then We're going to talk about Does he have to pay now Inshallah what if the barman doesn't have the money? Yeah, then that's, they're both in debt. They're both in debt. <laughs> so who, who does the debt lie on them? Both of them. It's on their, both of them next. They're both now being, they're going to be held. And whatever the court decides to do, the court can make both of them bankrupt. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know how you remember Hajar? Yeah. Yeah, they both get Hajar on them. You know yeah. Things like that. But obviously, when you can have a person doesn't have money and he has Hajar on him, you have to wait now. Has to wait. So more than one person can be the Dhamin. Yeah, more than one person can be the Dhamin. Then he says, Taib, Now I pay back the money. The Dhamin, he paid back the money. And he lost a lot of money. Like 50,000 pounds, he just lost 50,000 pounds. He goes back to the one who he paid on his behalf. So I paid 50,000 pounds for Abdullah. I go back to Abdullah. I say, Give him my money. Okay. With the condition now This is the condition What's the condition I mentioned before? If he Accepts and He accepts it He gives, my, he gives me permission To pay back on his behalf But he says The original Daman was, was, was with his permission Meaning what does that mean? The original Daman At the time of the contract When I said I'm going to be a guarantee On his behalf It was with his permission He didn't go, I didn't go and do it Just like that I didn't go and do it Just like that uh, without telling him I told him Look okay I'll be your guarantee And also when he was paying off When he was paying off I also told him I'm going to pay now I'm, I'm paying the guy You owe me this much money So he paid off In that When those two are met Then Then you can get your Money back You understand that? Is that clear? Yeah. He has to pay you back he has to pay back, yeah. Because of the, what what you say, like, you don't need to pay back, it's okay. No, he doesn't have to, of course, that, and he, he owes you, basically. Okay. Exactly. So if he follows the guarantor, huh? and you actually end up paying off the debt, then the other guy owes you. Yeah, he owes you. Okay. okay. With the condition of what? He knew that I was being a guarantor, and he knew that I was paying back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now, I'm buying a car. I don't have... The person thinks I don't have enough money. So he says, bring someone who's going to be a guarantor that I can go seek my money from if you don't pay, on, pay, pay it back. What do I do? I bring a brother. Bring Abdurrahman. Forget Abdullah now. Because another person. Because Abdurrahman. Forget Abdurrahman. He becomes a guarantor. Tayyip. On the time when the debt is due, I don't pay it back. He goes to Abdurrahman. Abdurrahman goes and pays it back. Jazanda. So far. Tayyip. At the time of the contract, when I, became, when I wanted to become a Dhamin, Abdurrahman, when, when I needed someone to be a guarantor for me, Abdurrahman, he came and he told me, you're, you're guarant- I'm a guarantor on your behalf. He told me. Okay? That's the first condition. He has to have told me. If he didn't tell me, and he just became a guarantor, and then he pays it back, can he now come and say, I paid this debt on your behalf, you have to pay me back? No. Because he didn't tell me. Why are you not telling me that you're going to become the guarantor? He paid on your behalf. That's the first one, huh? Wait, wait, what, at what time did he have to tell me? The At the beginning of the contract, huh? At the beginning. They went paying it off now as well. He told me at the time of the contract that I'm guarantor. But then, randomly, he just came and he paid off the debt. And he didn't tell me. Okay? He didn't tell me. According to the, what, the, what they said in the metan, then he also doesn't, he, he, in, this, in this situation, he's, he's not allowed to go back and t- get his money back. So he has to tell me at both stages The stage of the actual contract being initiated And also the, the stage of paying it back But the correct opinion is that Only at the time of the contract Because when you're a dhamin at the time of the contract Of course you're going to probably pay it back So the correct opinion is that If he became a dhamin at the time of the contract At the beginning then he, and, and then he pays off the debt Then he's allowed to go back and take his money from The one who, who owed money Is that clear? And he doesn't have to tell you at the time of paying it And he doesn't have to tell you at the time of paying it Even, even though the difference of opinion on this one but when those both are present, yani he was a guarantor at the beginning, and he told me when he was paying it off, 
and he knew me. We had he had permission at both times, at both uh, occasions. Then he ha he's allowed, with no difference of opinion amongst the Shafi'i, he's allowed to go back and take his money back. Is that clear? There's a time limit that will be set. So say the person, the the Dhamin says, pay me back within two weeks. Dhamin, no, no, no. In that case, he owes him money. But he doesn't. He, he can. He, he would. He would be, maybe you can set a time limit at the contract. At the contract, but he can't set it after that. At the contract. So I become a dhamma if you pay me back after I pay back in this amount of time. Like there's no time limit after that. Mm. Is that clear? Right. If the like financial situation of the dhamma changes, mm. is it his responsibility or his responsibility? So you shouldn't. That's why they say a dhamman awaluhu shujaa. Dhamman at the beginning you're brave. Mm. At the end of it, it's nadama. You start regretting. That's what they, that's what the fuqaha they say. So don't, don't, yani don't. Be a hero. You can, sometimes you know it shouldn't be a hero. But sometimes it's good. Yeah. Okay? Now, Abdul Rahman. And you said at the beginning there was two conditions. Mm. So, I one that you said you must know the price. What was on the point? It has to be mustaqir in the dhimma. So the debt has to be actually be on your neck. Can't be before or way before. Tayyip. Naam. Talha. Which one's the man? Which one's the Dhaman? Uh, Dhaman is the actual contract. Dhaman is the one who is being a... Okay. Who is actually saying, I'm going to pay on your behalf if you don't pay back. What do you call the one? Guarantor. No, the, the, the one who... Madmoon The one who owed the money originally. The one who owes the money. Yeah, Al-Madmoon Anhu. Al-Madmoon Anhu. Al-Madmoon Anhu. Tayyip. Then he says, وَلَا يَصِحُّ ضَمَانُ الْمَجْهُولِ it's not allowed for you to be a Dhamin for something that's not known. Someone says again, how much money, I don't know how much money it is, but I'll, I'll, pay, I'll be a Dhamin. It's not allowed. Why? Because the fact that there is Jahala and it can cause gharab and issues. وَلَا ضَمَانُ مَا لَمْ يَجِبْ إِلَّا دَرَكُ الْمَبِيعُ And you're not allowed to be a Dhamin of something that is not in the, on your neck. Right? The second condition, right? It doesn't owe. Except for Darakul Mabi'ah. What's Darakul Mabi'ah? Darakul Mabi'ah is when a person he's going to buy something. Okay? So the man is what? Someone owes money. He already owes money. Abdullah bought the product. And he said, then he, then he brings the diamond after, right? He already bought the product because it's on his neck, right? And then he goes and brings the diamond after. And that person, diamond, he accepts it. He accepts this. Uh, the man, right? So he already owes the money. Not not before the contract. Not during. It has to be when he owes the money. Then he can get a dhamin. Okay? Is that clear? طيب, except for darakul mabiyah. In that case, you can have a dhamin before the actual contract. What's darakul mabiyah? It is when a person he is in a situation where he fears that what he's about to buy it might be stolen. يعني مثلا a person he goes to a black market and he gets a car. No black market, but no black. Let's, black market is probably definitely stolen. Like in, let's say, uh, a person he never, he's never seen a dodgy person. He looks, it just looks dodgy. Or that area looks dodgy. He doesn't like got a license, nothing. He don't know. So what do you say? You say, I'm gonna buy it off you, but if it had, if it ends up that this thing is stolen or it is someone else's right, mustahakun lil it is owed to someone else. Either it's someone else's stolen car or someone else's owed that car. If it, if I find that out. Then someone has to give me the money back. Do you understand that? Someone has to give me my money back. What happens in that situation? This is called darakul mabiyah. In that in that case, I say I say to that person, give me a guarantor, someone who's going to give my money back if I find that I stole it. Okay. And this is called darakul mabiyah. This is the only exception where you're allowed to make the daman before the contract. Okay. You can make the daman before the contract. Is that clear? The opposite is also that the guy that's selling is now having Yeah. The opposite as well. Both. This is called Darak al Thaman. Darak al Thaman is the opposite, and this one is Darak al Mabi'ah. Huh? So if, I, if I'm selling something to a person and um, I think that his money is dodgy uh, or. Yeah, stolen. So then stolen. I, say, I say that if, if, if it comes back that the money that you gave me is stolen, then um, you have to give me back the product. Yeah, no, no, no. Give me someone that's going to guarantee to me that if I find out this money is stolen, he's going to give me the money. Because you got the product. He's going to give me the money now. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So what do I do with the money that he gave me initially? That's stolen. Because he finds that it's stolen, so the court comes. He comes and says, this car was, was stolen. 
This car was stolen, they just bought. They're gonna take off you, right? No, I understand the initial one, but the opposite as well. So if I'm selling something to. Yeah, same thing. The, the court is gonna come and say this money was stolen from this person. Yeah. So give it back. And, and you're at loss right now. You're at loss right now. But instead, what you do, you go back to that guy who you put as a contract. Okay. Okay. Is that clear? Okay. Is that clear? Okay. Is it not like khiyar? The same thing. No, no, it's not khiyar. Because it's like, this is now, I'm in a contract. I'm about to get into a contract. Before I get into the contract, I say, this looks dodgy. This money, this car that you have. Do you understand the car part? The car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other one's the one that's confusing, yeah? The, if, 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 he, if he's about to pay money, that money is stolen money. He just robbed the bank. Mm. It's stolen money. Then the, the bank, they come and they take your money off you. Because that, because they, oh, yeah, that yeah. was stolen from us. Yeah, yeah, what do you do? You say, get that guy that you, I knew you were dodgy. Give me that money back. Are you? Exactly. No, you did it not. I mean, it happened after. In that case, you're at loss. And he, the one who stole the money has to pay you back. But he might not have enough money. But it's allowed. This is the man. It's extra. This is extra tawthiq. Extra, you still can go back to the money. Kafala is the last contract of a Tawthiq. A Tawthiq was what? Guarantee. The guarantee, right? The, the, the Rahan is guaranteed by what? By a product. You give someone something, you say, if I don't pay you back, you can take it and sell it. طيب تصرح الضمان is as a money he owes you money you take a debt on your neck this one is now it is to take الكفاله it comes from the word kafil is to look after some a person okay and the kafil is the one who says that I'm going to guarantee I'm going to bring this person at the time of his court case يعني مثلا a person commits a crime commits a crime and before he يعني he commits a crime then he's caught by the police. Then the investigation is going on. Investigation is going on. And so he's just in prison all that time. What can you do? You can go to the court and you say, look, this person, I need him. He needs to do something for me, this and that, whatever, whatever. Bring him out of the prison. And I guarantee, I'm his kafil, that he's going to come back at the time of his judge or his sentence, in the time of this time, whatever. You understand that? It's called kafara. And in the UK, do they have that? That's what kafala is. You kafala? Yeah. And it's all, we're going to mention it. We're going to mention it. But you guys understand the general sort of the kafala. Uh, the kafala is someone owes, someone is in, he committed a crime. He owes. He's, he's, he's due to be punished because of the crime that he committed. It's not all crimes, but we're going to measure with crimes. But whilst, before he's been, before the time of his, the nufud, the time of the punishment being actually implemented, what do you do? Someone comes and he says, I need this person to come out of prison. So let, I'll be his guarantor that he's going to come back at the time when he's been, when his, his punishment is due. Execution, when his execution is due, I'm going to bring him back to the prison. So you, do you pay something or No, no, you just, you're the guarantor now. What happens if he doesn't come back? We're going to learn, inshallah. We're going to learn, we're going to learn. You're in the situation now. Tayyip. Al-kafala. Tayyip. Wal-kafalatu bil-badani jaizah. So what's the difference between daman and kafala? Daman is by money. Kafala is by body. The actual body. You're trying to... In daman, you're saying, I'm going to guarantee, I'm going to bring back my, the money. In kafala, you're going to guarantee, you're going to bring back his body. He's actually... You have to bring it himself. You have to bring him. Okay? So this way, Al-Kafala bil-badan wal-Dhamanu bil-mal. Dhaman comes from, is from mal, and Al-Kafala is bil-badan by the body. Tayyip? Um, Naam. Naam. What did you say? Ishtarat al-ilm bil-qadil makfur. You don't have to know what, what the crime is, or the money that he owes. You don't have to know that. As opposed to the Dhaman. You have to know how much money. Why? Because Kafala is this body. Whether he owes a hundred thousand or not, it's just... You just have to bring it back. It doesn't, it doesn't make a difference to you. Okay. طيب. This is what kafala to bil badani jaizatun ida kan al makfulu bihi haqqa adamiyin. If it is allowed, if it, if the right that you're now going to bring is the right of a human being, either he owes money, so you say I'm going to bring him back to pay the, pay back the money, or he owes hadul qadf. He's going to be punished for um, speaking, saying that a woman committed zina. Qadf is when a person, he says that this woman, is a, she's, a, she's this and that, she done zina. And it wasn't true. What happens? You're lashed 80 times. Right? So there's a punishment there. And whose right is it? That's the right of the... No, whose right is this lashing? 
the woman who was accused, right? He was slandered. Or Qatil, uh, he killed someone. So he killed someone, and the family, they have a right, right? That is either he's going to be executed, and we're going to learn that at the end of the book, executed, or they pay his money, whatever. So that's the human, that's the human being right. Adami, human being right. The right of killing is the right of the family. So we were allowed to do kafala on this. On this. So you can bring him back for, for him to be, whatever the punishment is. Tayyib, as opposed to the rights of Allah. If he done, it went against the right of Allah. For example, what? Ridda. He apostated. No, there's no kafala for ridda. There's no kafala for stealing. Stealing is not the right of a human being. It's the right of Allah. Someone stole. He drank alcohol. So he's supposed to be whipped, right? He, 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 he ran, he, you know, there's no kafala for that. Jansant. Zina, for example, zina. Someone committed zina. It's no, no one's rights. It's Allah. So therefore he's punished. So therefore he does not kafala for that. He's staying until he's punished. So it has to be the right of an Adami, a human being. Like, Haddul Qadf, like Qadf, slandering a woman, because it's the right of the woman. Or not just a woman, a man as well. Haddul Qasas, killing, and things like that. Is that clear? These are the, this is what he means by Al Kafalatu Bilban Jazitun. If it's the right of an Adami. Is that clear, yeah? No. It does also come under the right of Allah, but generally it's the right of a human being. Because the right of the humans is that the, the, the wali. Allah says in the Quran, وَمَنْ, uh, وَمَنْ قُتِلَ مَظْلُومًا فَقَدْ جَعَلْنَا لِوَلِيهِ سُلْطَانًا We gave his, the, the rights to the sultan, the, the wali, the family of the person. Okay? Yeah. Isn't stealing uh, the rights of the person? No, the scholars, they mentioned that stealing is the right of Allah. Because we had the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he said, Muzayd ibn Thabit came and he said that, and if it wasn't the right of, if it was the right of a human being, then you can just pay him back. And you can say, okay, pay him back. But no. When the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Makhzumiyah, the woman from the Quraysh, from the Shab Ben Makhzum, when she stole, Zayd ibn Thabit, Usama ibn Zayd came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hibbu Rasulillah, the one who the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved, and said, try to intercede on her behalf, don't cut her hand. And so the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what did he say? Are you trying to intercede from the punishment and punishments of Allah? And it's something that he done. So he said, Wallahi, low sarakat Fatima, laqata'tu yaduha. Yadaha. Wallahi, if Fatima was to, was to steal, I would cut her hand. It's the right of Allah. And if it wasn't the right of Allah, if it, wasn't the right of a, if it was the right of a human being only, then if a person now uh, could just say, don't, because it could go to the court and say, don't, don't uh, cut off the hand and uh, pay him back. But no. Once the right is brought up to the when, the when the when the man stole and he was brought to the Prophet sallallahu and then the other person who stole who was stolen from he said I forgive him the Prophet said no it's done yeah he really, it was brought to me he has to he has to implement the tahad. Understand? So, but what if you decide not to bring it to the court? Yeah, if you don't bring it to the court, then it's different. But you're allowed to not bring it to the court. Yeah, allowed to not court. Yes, you're allowed to not bring it to the court. Why? So when I was mentioned, and you don't mention it. That's the court. That's the according to the court. Once it's tr- taken to the court. Then the court has to implement the hadith. They have no right, no choice. Like clear? Yeah. What's it taken? Quickly, there's a question about this subject. Yeah. Yeah. So what about the case of apostasy? A prostitute. No, apostasy. Apostasy. Apostasy is the right of Allah. So I'm saying like, how would that go about? Like, would you have to publicly announce and somebody like... If someone is caught for saying something that's written, okay. or he, is, he says something that's apostasy, or he insults the Prophet وسلم, in public, and he's known, he, someone, he was, it was proven that he'd done that, then the court has to implement the, 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 the punishment for it. Yeah. Um, you know, for kafara, for the, are there any shuroot that exempt someone from being a kafir? For example, uh, can be anyone? It can be anyone who generally is able to bring back the person. We're going to mention this, that he says, well, there's someone, the, the person, he has to be someone that's able to bring back the... Uh, the person even if he's like a non-liar or no 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 the court is according to, they, they, they say there has to be obviously a person who is um, no no even if he's a non-liar oh. because that person now well, look we're going we're to we're gonna see what he says here when, when he talks about how to bring him back look what he says here he says look um, is this a condition Anyone who has to attend the the majlis al-hukum, the the court case, right? When he is requested to be there, then he's allowed to be a kafil. So for for example, someone who is unconscious on a bed, or not unconscious, he's paralyzed. He's not able to get to 
the, 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 the court case. He's not able to get there. He's not physically able to get there. He can't be a kafil. Because he needs to be present at that court case. Why? Because if that person, the other person doesn't come, then he's going to be uh, held, held for, for that. طيب. So anyone who's able to. And number two is that um, and then also the person who is being brought, he, if he doesn't come, what happens? If a person that needs to be brought to the case, to the, to the court, he doesn't come. And in that situation, what happens? Now happens. There's, there's a few situations in this situation. If a person doesn't come to court, the court case happens. And he's, he's sought to come then and there. What happens? The first situation is that he's able to go and get him. So he says, the court, they give him, for example, let's say, uh, I said I'm going to be a kafil for another brother. That brother's not there. The court, they come to me and they said, bring that person. At the time of the, the, time of the court case is, is happening right now. I, they give me the time that it takes to go to that place where he is and to bring him back. So it takes one day and one night, for example. It takes one day and one night to bring someone. They're going to give me one day and one night to bring him. Number two, the second situation is that I don't know where he is. He's gone. He ran away. In that case, they say, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. He actually doesn't know. He really doesn't know. In that situation, then the, the person has held. No one's held for that. The third situation is that the one who goes, who, 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 the one who is supposed to be brought to the majlis al-hukum, he is gone, and I know where he is, and I don't bring him back. In that situation, that person. The kafil is held and imprisoned until that person comes back. Is the punishment applied upon him? No. The punishment is not applied upon him. The qisas is not on, on, on that person who was a kafil. But he is imprisoned, hubisa, until that person comes back. Is that clear? Could it be just like she's the system, the kafil be like, I don't know where he is, but he actually does, and then he just goes and no one's held accountable? Um, no, it's possible for a person to do that, but again, that's the right of that person, and they're going to be held. For that on their judgment. And if he dies, then nothing upon him. Of course, the person who was supposed to be brought to the court, he dies. Nothing upon him. That is. What do we take today? Al kafala, wal daman, wal habala. We end it. We stop it there, inshallah ta'ala because I know it's a bit. When it comes to these issues, the mu'amalat is a bit heavy on the head. It's a bit heavy on the head. So, today, we'll talk about Al-Imam Al-Bukhari. Uh, a short story of Al-Imam Al-Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala. Qal al-Dhahabi, and something that's amazing that when, I, when I was reading about Al-Imam Al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, is the way Al-Imam Al-Dhahabi, rahimahullah ta'ala, describes him. Um, and he says about him, Imam Bukhari, as we know, was the Imam of Hadith, the one who wrote the book, Sahih al-Bukhari, right? The one who wrote Sahih al-Bukhari. Imam al-Dhahabi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says that he was an Imam al-Hafiz, and he was the Amir al-Mu'minin for Hadith. He was the leader of the believers in Hadith. And the reasons for that are many. From amongst the stories of Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala, is that he was one, he was asked by Abu Hatim al-Razi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he asked him, he said to him, when did you start seeking Hadith? So Imam Bukhari said, before the age of 10, I started seeking knowledge of hadith. He said, why? He said, I was in the kutab, I was in the masajid. The kutab is basically where the children used to go to learn. The kutab is where the children used to go to learn the Quran. He said, I was, when I was in the, some of the kutab, he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed me and put into my heart the love of the knowledge of hadith. And so he said, when was the first thing that you did when you went when, when you wanted to seek hadith? He said, I went to the people in my city, the scholars in my city. When that, those that show, that person when he's seeking knowledge, wherever they are, they need to be seeking knowledge there and then as well. He said, I went to the scholars of my city until I went to a man called Al-Dakhili. And he said, Al-Dakhili, he said, that he mentioned a chain of narration. And he said, uh, from Abu Zubair to Ibrahim Al-Nakhai. And, Abu, and uh, Al-Bukhari was 10 years old. And he said, that's a mistake. So the person said, be quiet, who are you, 10-year-old kid? Are you telling me what was a mistake and what's not? So Al-Bukhari said, it's a mistake because Abu Zubair never met Ibrahim al-Nakhai. Abu Zubair, sorry. Abu Zubair, Abu Zubair never met Ibrahim. So he said, how do you know? He went back to his book. He said, go, go and check your book. So the Shaykh al-Dakhili went back to check his book and he looked at it. 
And he came back and he said, how did you know? What was the correct one? I said, remember, Bukhari told him the correct generation. And from then on, he put him next to him. And he sat him next to him. And when Bukhari, he tells us the story of when he started seeking knowledge. Uh, after that, he said that his mother, and before that, obviously, he was born blind. And his mother used to make dua and cry. He makes dua for, for, for his son, Imam Bukhari, Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Bukhari. He would make dua for him, and she would cry at night, making dua. And so one day at night, she saw a dream of the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And she said, go back and see your son because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala radiallahu basara. Allah gave back his sight. So he went back and his sight was given back. So he was born blind. Point is when he went to Hajj, him and his brother Ahmed and his mother, they went to Hajj. When they went and he was the age of 15, they went to Hajj, his mother and his brother, they went back. And he stayed and he said, فَطَلَبْتُ الْعِلْمَ فِي الْحِجَازِ He sought knowledge in Mecca and Hijaz. Until he became the Imam that he became. And so what I wanted to bring, bring to you guys is this story that I was amazed by of Imam al-Bukhari. That's just a quick judgment of who Bukhari was. But this story is what I really want to bring. Al-Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, وَمِنْ أَعْجَبِ الْعُجَابِ مَا أُرَدَهُ الْخَطِيبُ الْبَغْدَادِي Al-Khatib al-Baghdadi, he brought his chain of narration. About a story of Imam al-Bukhari from the most amazing stories of Imam al-Bukhari about his memorization. They knew his memorization was powerful. Very, 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 very strong in hifth and memorization. To the point that they say he memorized 600,000 hadith. 600,000 hadith. So he says, سَمِعْتُ أَبَا أَحْمَدْ إِبْنِ عَدِي يَقُولُ سَمِعْتُ عِدَّةَ مَا شَايِخَ يَقُولُونَ أحمد, uh, أبو أحمد إبن عدي said, I heard a lot of my mashayikh, they said, إِنَّ مُحَمَّدْ إِبْنَ إِسْمَعِيلِ الْبُخَارِي قَدِمَ بَغْدَادِ Muhammad Ismail al-Bukhari came to Baghdad, Iraq. Huh? فَسَمِعَ بِهِ أَصْحَابُ الْحَدِيثِ So the people of hadith, they heard that Bukhari is coming. And it became a big thing. Imam al-Bukhari, the imam that was known after all his life, you know, we skipped a lot of his life. Like in, after all this time, the hafiz, the one who's known, Bukhari is coming to Baghdad. So the people of hadith, they heard it. فَاجْتَمَعُوا وَعَمَدُوا إِلَى مِئَةِ حَدِيثِ What did they do? They came and they brought, they, they said, let's test this man. They wanted to test Imam al-Bukhari. And so what they've done is, they got 100 hadith. 100 hadith. فَقَلَبُوا مُتُونَهَا وَأَسَانِيدَهَا they changed the matan and the asanid. What, what does that mean? Every hadith it has a chain of narration, right? A chain of narration, and it has the actual hadith of the Prophet and what he said. And so the way they would memorize a hadith, well for them one hadith is not just inna al amal That's one hadith. No, for them the first chain of narration with inna al amal is one hadith. The second chain of narration, which is different, and the same hadith inna al amal is two hadith. And then three and four, and five, that's how one. That's how each hadith was. So what did they do? They took one hundred different hadith, different matin, different wording of the Prophet and different chains of narration. And each person they gave them ten to test with Bukhari. But what did they do? They changed the chain of narration. They said, "You say this hadith in the but use the chain of narration of Al Islam Ibn Al Khams. Use this chain of narration. It's a different chain of narration." Right? How was narrated? Umar ibn Khattab, Ibrahim al Taymi, Al Qamah ibn Qais, Al Qamah ibn Qais, Ibrahim al Taymi, and then uh, the Imma from there it became a lot, right? Different people narrated the hadith. That's one chain of narration. Then you brought another chain of narration, let's say Malik, and Nafi, and Ibn Umar, or Bukhari, or Bukhari, Abdullah ibn Zubair, and Jabir, and the Prophet. That's one chain of narration for a different hadith. What they do, they took this generation and they put it on this hadith and this generation for this hadith. So 10 people, all of them, they mentioned 10 hadith. And so they came to Bukhari. You see how they done. They came to Bukhari and they said, listen, because the way the scholars of hadith they would do is sometimes instead of the actual teacher narrating the hadith, you would read the hadith to them. And you ask them, is this your hadith? Have you, have you heard this hadith? Have you narrated this hadith? And Bukhari said, yes, that's my hadith. I learned it from my Sheikh Sufyan. So the guy, said, the guy he reads says Sufyan and so and so and so and so and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Nah, this is my hadith. Narrate it from me. I heard it from Sufyan. Narrate it from me." So what they say? They would say, "فَجَعَلُوا مَتْنَ هَذَا الْإِسْنَادِ إِسْنَادَ الْآخَرَ وَإِسْنَادَ هَذَا الْمَتْنَ لِمَتْنَ الْآخَرَ وَدَفَعُوهَا إلَى عَشْرَةِ أَمْفُسِ." They gave it ten people. لِكُلِّ رَجْلٍ عَشْرَةَ أَحَادِيثٍ. Every person had ten hadith. وَأَمَرُوهُمْ إِذَا حَضَرُوا الْمَجْلِسَ أَنْ يُلْقُوا ذَلِكَ عَلَى الْبُخَارِ وأخذ الموعد للمجلس they got a, a time for the gathering. فحضر المجلس جماعة وأصحاب الحديث a group a large group of people they came and the people of حديث the scholars of حديث they all came من الغرباء من أهل خراسان وغيرهم the people of خراسان and all of those people they came ومن البغداديين from the people of بغداد. فلما اطمأن المجلس when the people they sat down everyone's ready بخاري sitting down everyone's ready اطمأن المجلس بأهله 
انتدب إليه رجل من العشرة one of those ten people they came and they said فسألوه عن حديث من تلك الأحاديث they said about uh, Bukhari uh, حديث حديث so and so so and so and so and so and so فلان and فلان and فلان and فلان the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said Bukhari said لا أعرف I don't know this حديث I never heard of that حديث what does he mean? it doesn't mean he didn't hear that, that chain of narration he knows the chain of narration it doesn't mean he didn't hear the actual hadith but it just means he doesn't know this tarqib this chain of narration with this hadith I never heard of that I never knew that this chain of narration has, this hadith came with that chain of narration فَمَا زَالَ يُلْقِ عَلَيْهِ وَاحِدًا بَعْدَ وَاحِدٍ حَتَّى فَرَغَ مِنْ عَشَرَتِهِ until all ten of them they gave him all, all of the hundred hadith وَالْبُخَارِ يَقُولُ لَا أَعْرِفُ بُخَارِ says I don't know this hadith I never heard this hadith people they're shocked Bukhari this imam doesn't know this hadith obviously they don't know that they're tricking him فَكَانَ الْفَهْمَاءَ مِمَّنْ حَضَرَ الْمَجْلِسِ يَلْتَفِتُ بَعْضُمْ إِلَى بَعْضٍ so the people who were inside the gathering who actually understood what's happening they would look at each other are they testing are they testing Bukhari they're looking at each other that's the people who actually knew hadith وَيَقُولُونَ فَهِمَ الرَّجُلِ and they would say and some of them they would say this guy he knows what we're doing this guy, some of them they would say this guy knew what we're trying to test him he clocked وَمَنْ كَانَ فَهِمَ مِنْهُمْ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ يقضي على البخاري بالعجز والتقصير وقل وقلة الفهم. and the other people, the rest of the people who don't know what's happening, they say Bukhari, this is Bukhari, who's this guy? He doesn't even know the hadith. ثم انتدب إليه الرجل آخر. so another person he came. so Bukhari when they finished, the Bukhari said, as for you, you told me the hadith with this chain of narration and this matin, but the correct one is this chain of narration with the matin. so he would repeat the chain of narration that they said to him, and he would tell them the matin that they said, the hadith that they said. And then he will give them the correct chain of narration for that hadith until he might done all of them. Alright? And that's why Imam Al-Iraqi in his, in his Al-Fiyat Al-Iraqi says, he calls him Imam Al-Fanni. When they tested Imam Al-Fanni, and he made all of the Asanis correct. He gave them all the hundred hadith and he gave them all of the hadith in the correct order the way they should have been. Imam Ibn Hajj said, what I mean by that? Huh? He brought, instead of the wrong chain of narration for the wrong hadith, he brought the right chain of narration for the right hadith. That's something that a lot of Hufad can do. Ibn Hajar, he comments and he said, Well, Ajab, the strange thing is not the fact that he knew that 100 hadith, because he was a Hafid, 600,000 hadith, he was able to do it. The Ajab, the amazing thing was that he memorized the wrong chain of narration, repeated it to them, and then he gave them the right chain of narration. And so the people, that's why they said, the Amir al-Mu'min hadith, the leader of the believers in hadith. And Iraqi praises him in lines of poetry, which I can't remember right now. I can't remember right now the chain of narration the, 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 the lines of poetry the Imam al-Iraqi he praises him and he says فَجَوَّدَ الْإِسْنَادَ he brought all of these chain of narration فَهُوَ إِمَامُ الْفَنِّ he was the leader of this, of this, of this, of this subject of hadith Imam Bukhari and if you read about the life of Imam Bukhari you find عجب العجاب things that are, you would never think that a person a human being could do but the reason why he was able to do this and others from the Salaf like Imam Ahmad when they said about, about him uh, Abu Zur'at al-Razi said about Imam Ahmed Rahimahullah Ta'ala He said to his son Abdullah He said to his son Abdullah He said Your father memorized one million hadith He said how do you know? He said I heard him I heard him repeat every single hadith One million hadith Why were they able to do that? Not because of the fact that they were better than us In terms of their brain Just their brain It was because of the ikhlas that they had in their heart and because of the way that they used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you look at the connection between all of these imams who were imams in the deen, imma in the deen, and you look at their worship, you find that they worship at a high level. And Imam Ahmad used to pray 300 rak'ah in a day. And Imam al-Bukhari, he would pray all night. He said he wrote his tarikh al-kabir, the, the history of the world. He wrote it under the moonlight in al-Madinah. Under the moonlight next to the grave of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right in China and you would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He would memorize, he would read the Quran all night. So there's a connection between a person's intention and their sincerity for the sake of Allah and their ibadah, the, the, the way they worship and the knowledge that they gain. person is not worshipping Allah. He's not gaining and he's not acting upon the knowledge that he's gaining. That person is not going to be on the level of those people who used to pray 300 rak'ah every day. Imam Abu Hanifa, they used to say about him that he would pray 300 rak'ah in the duha at the time in the morning until al-dhuhr. He would pray 300 rak'ah. 300 rak'ah in the day. Imam Ahmed, when he was after he was beaten, he said he used to pray 300 and then when he was beaten he became weak he was only able to pray extra nawafil 150 rakah every day extra right and so the point is here is that this level of knowledge is not going to be attained by people by information mere information you're learning you're learning you're memorizing memorizing 
is about tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you're able to actually worship Allah. You're worshiping Allah. You're asking Allah for this knowledge. That's why Ibn Taymiyyah used to say, Allahumma ya mu'allima, uh, ya mu'allima Adam a'allimni. All the one who taught Adam, teach me. Wa ya mufahima Sulaymana fahimni. All the one who made it for Sulaiman understand. Make me understand. Like Allah says, fafahamnaha Sulaiman. وعلم آدم right in the Quran وعلم آدم الأسماء كلها just oh the one who taught Adam teach me the one who made Suleiman understand make me understand when he wouldn't understand a masala he would understand something he would say it because of my sin and so he would go to the graves the not the grave the masajid the old masajid that were abandoned and he would put his head his face on the on the floor humiliating himself in front of Allah and he said oh Allah teach me because my sins have stopped me. And he said, maybe a mas'ala will come to me and I don't understand it. And I will ask Allah to forgive me 1,000 times and then I will be able to understand the mas'ala. Right? So this, the sha'an, the, 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 the importance of this knowledge is not about the understanding the information, being able to show it to the people, tell the people how, many, how much you've memorized, speaking bad about the people, saying that this person is nothing, I'm better than him, I've memorized all of that. La. None of this is about, that knowledge is not about that. It's about how close you are going to get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ibn, Ibn, Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, he said, the person, the human being, he only learns according to his intention. The intention that you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why are you learning this knowledge? That is how much you're going to learn. And the intentions for a person's knowledge, one of the main ones is what? For you to act by it. So these people, those people who, who went before us, and they went past a lot of the imams, they never went past by just by learning the information that they had because kuffar have information but they learned and they, they became imams in the deen because of the fact that they used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the way from the time of the salaf until today you look at the imam al-shafi imam al-bukhari imam malik the sahaba right you look at the ibadah it's the same you don't find the, ibadah, the, the person's knowledge is much and his ibadah is nothing no. you'll never find that until today you find people like Sheikh bin Baz when you, when you hear about him, what do you hear about? You don't just hear about his knowledge. You hear about the stories of his charity he used to give, the way he used to pray. That's what you hear about. That's what's going to last. And that's what's going to keep the dhikr you're mentioned amongst the people until the Day of Judgment. Imam Ahmed being mentioned until the Day of Judgment. Imam Shafi, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, four Imams. They've been mentioned until the Day of Judgment. Why is that? Do you think just because the information they had? La. Because of the, the, way, the fact that they, worship, they used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us beneficial knowledge, ilm al-nafi' wa al-amal al-salih wa al-basirat fi al-deen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala abdi wa rasulih nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.